Hi, welcome back to my podcast on colonial U.S. history. This episode is about how the colonial era is relevant to today. I was asked four questions about colonial times and made connections to modern events based on those questions. The questions were, why do people move? How does where we live affect how we live? And how did representative government develop? As well as this, I was also asked, how did slavery develop? So, let's start with question one. Why do people move? Well, in the colonial era, people moved because they wanted religious freedom, a fresh start, or they wanted to claim a large amount of land in their name. For example, William Penn got granted a large amount of land due to the king owing the Penns a lot of money. William Penn used this land as a refugee area for the Quakers, where they could live in peace and practice their religion causing lots of people to move to Pennsylvania. Lastly, as a part of the triangular trade, slaves were sent over to the US, forced to do work for no money. Now in the modern day, people move for safety. For example, people come to the US to get away from war and hope to find safety since they may be threatened in their old country. This is very similar to what William Penn did since he set up a refugee for Quakers. And I found all of this information in Learn360. So let's move on to question two. How does where we live affect how we live? Well, in the colonial era, where we live could impact how we live for many reasons. One of them is the jobs we have. For example, in the new world, some places were fit for farming while others had bad soil and were used for trading and fishing. Another example is the triangular trade. As I've mentioned before, the triangular trade was a big part of the new world since it gave them many goods that they used. And a way that they used them was trading the raw materials for manufactured goods. And they traded raw materials because that's one of the many resources that they had at the new world, but they didn't have manufactured goods. So they traded that to England, which was their mother country. Lastly, there was a lack of labor in the South where the soil was rich, but harvesting crops was very difficult. The solution to this problem was bringing in slaves to do the work for them, making the owners lazy and wealthy at the same time, affecting their lifestyle. Now in modern times, where we live affects how we live because in the 2016 to 2019 economy, pretty much before COVID-19, it was booming with only 5% of the US being affected negatively. If you lived in urban parts of the US, the economy nearly boomed and there were so many more job opportunities. And this relates to the South growing wealthy due to their dominant soil and effective labor. I found this information in the New York Times. So let's move on to question three. Question three was, how did representative government develop in the colonial era? So in the colonial era, representative government developed because people in the colonies needed laws and a way to govern themselves. In their mother country, they had traditions of self-government. So this helped them create a representative government. An example of this is the Mayfair Compact, 
which was necessary because the pilgrims needed a way to govern themselves since they were separated from the Virginia Company, who were supposed to make laws for them. Now, the Virginia House of Burgesses was developed in Jamestown, where colonists ex elected representatives to make laws. The Virginia House of Burgesses was the first example of this type of government. And the fundamental law of orders of Connecticut was written by Thomas Hooker, and it was the first written constitution in the new world. Now we see representative government in the 2020 election, where the people elect representatives to make our laws. In the 2020 election, these candidates disagreed and were concerned about trade with foreign countries. This was also an issue in colonial times, as a mother country tried to control trade with mercantilism, which was pretty much a way to make the mother country richer and way more wealthy. Now, modern-day representatives deal with many issues of taxes, disease, and economy. I found this information in the Washington Post. Now, last but not least is the fourth question. The fourth question was, how did slavery develop, and what are the effects of it? In the decolonial era, slavery developed because in the South, there was rich soil, but a lack of labor for the plantations. And slaves were a very easy and cheap way to get as labor, since they didn't get paid for doing long hours of work. As well as this, there were churches that added a racism by saying slaves were inferior, and they were used, and they used that to justify what the New World habitants were doing as correct, even though it was extremely incorrect. And now, the effects of slavery still stay, but are not as extreme as before, and we are working as a country to solve them. And one of these effects is racism. And the Black Lives Matter movement was set up by many influential people throughout the world, like Patrice Cullors, Alicia Garza, and Opal Tomati. I believe I'm saying those names right. It also included about 100 of the most influential people in the world. And it was set up to stop racism and inequality and injustice throughout the whole world. This relates to slavery since it's a byproduct of slavery being addressed as incorrect. And now we are rising up together as a community to take care of it. And I found this information in the Black Lives Matter News website. Thank you for listening to my podcast and I'll see you next time on Colonial U.S. History.